population of one. For me, that's really no more evident than in my own career path. Over 20 years, I've gone from coding databases to selling Viagra to running a 2 million customer digital bank. What an odd path. Sometimes I look back and I wonder, how did I actually get here? A bit of imposter syndrome, actually. And for me, I've decided to launch this podcast, Fine Tune with Corby Fine. For those of you that are looking to fine tune your business, Maybe fine-tune yourself, fine-tune your team, the things that go around in your life. I'm going to offer innovative ideas, opinions, and examples to address all kinds of different challenges, while at the same time identifying real opportunities to help you innovate and succeed using my over two decades of experience. You're going to hear and learn from the best of interviews, case studies, ideas, across marketing, digital transformation, analytics, and leadership. And I promise you that in every episode, there will be those one or two nuggets, those golden nuggets that you can take action on, not just theory, but challenges for you to tackle head on. So are you ready to learn something new? Then let's get going. For today's initial podcast, I wanted to give a little bit of context as to who I am, how I think, and why you, the listener, should keep listening to me after this initial pilot episode. And there's really no better way to start than to try and give you some context as to my leadership style. You know, how I approach teams that work with me, how I approach coworkers, other companies. How you manage people is often a good sign of how you think and act in other areas of your life as well. So I'm going to start there. I've always been one to focus on how to try and get the best of my team. I've spent a lot of time learning the skills of coaching, which to me is really it's simple about trying to ask questions of others so that they come up with their own ideas and answers. Because at the end of the day, those that buy into their own stories have a much, much higher potential of being successful in achieving them. Simply put, if you commit to your own idea and action, you're going to succeed more so than if somebody tells you to do something. So when I think about how I structure my teams, there's generally three rules by which I try and empower and engage them. So let's talk about what those are. The first rule, fairly simple. If you know something about someone, then use it. So how does that manifest in the physical world? Well, if you think about walking into your local coffee shop, your gas station, a retail environment, a hotel, really anywhere that someone might be wearing a name tag, see what happens the next time you use that name. Do you think you might get some better service? Perhaps put a smile on their face? Do you think that the next time you come back, they're going to remember you and maybe get that little bit of extra, extra quality, that extra touch? If someone has a name tag, maybe there's a reason, and maybe we should start thinking about what we should do with that. Quite simply, just use it. In the digital world, we always talk about things like personalization, but what we're really trying to do is, simply put, create a sense of relevance. Think about who in your organization owns the homepage. You know, that thing that 
probably draws about 80% of the interactions with consumers out there for you? Is it marketing? Is it the CEO? Maybe corporate communications? Well, I would challenge you to think a little bit differently. Maybe, just maybe it's the customer who owns the homepage of your company website. If you knew enough about who that person was that was visiting, would you not want to try and make it as relevant of an experience as possible? And think of how easily it can actually be done. Do you know why the person came? Did they click on a link, an advertisement, something else that's measurable to get there? Perhaps an email. Then when they show up, isn't it expected that you would answer their expectations of why they got there in the first place? Have they been there before? Have they engaged or interacted? And do you know about their previous experience so that you can fine-tune it and make it a bit more relevant this time? Do they have a login and profile? Have they logged in before? Do you have much deeper information about who's showing up at your, your digital front door? All of these different experiences and examples give you varying levels of information that can all be used to create as relevant an experience as possible. And just because you don't always know someone's name and address and phone number and credit card doesn't mean you still can't create a better experience. And wouldn't you as a customer or a consumer going to some other website expect the same? So just keep that in context the next time you think about how to create that relevant information and relevant experience for a consumer. Let's move on to the second rule. Say it so simply that your grandparents could understand it. How many of you go to work every day and sit in meetings thinking to yourself, ah, what are all those terms that, that those coworkers and other people in the meeting are, are using? How many of you go to work every day and sit in meetings thinking, what are all those terms that your coworkers keep using? Do you really understand every word and acronym used in those meetings? I think about when I joined a bank about three years ago. I had never worked in one before. And three years later, I could still not understand at least half of the terms and acronyms used in what seemed to be the day-to-day -day business of the place. I mean, really, NICS ratio, NIMS, whatever. Why do we overcomplicate things when we really have no need to? Imagine now you're in your customer's shoes, assuming that they wear them, and they never need to be explained the terms and conditions in an advertisement, in an offer, online, on TV, wherever. Is what you do that simple to understand? Are there any potential ways in which what you try and convey to the market could be misinterpreted? Are you sure that you're not going to be on the hook with any liability because it's not crystal clear? You better make sure. Fact is, saying things in simple terms can often not only help from a client experience perspective, but people can quickly understand the product, the offer, the value. Well, I think you're going to find that they often become better and more valuable customers as well. So they're happier. It takes less time for you to serve them. And then in the end, they just continue to be great customers. How about the third rule? And I will caveat, this is the controversial one. So here goes. You're allowed to break anything but the law as long as you don't hurt anyone along the way. Now let's be honest. The average human resources department doesn't always like to hear that one. But at the same time, it's really not that bad when you understand what I'm trying to say. Second, isn't that HR's reaction to most things? So let's break down what this actually means. Simply put, I want to empower you to think about maybe there's a better, 
faster, cheaper, more efficient, or different way to do something that you generally do the same every day in your job or your life that might actually get better results. Imagine the opportunity where you could do something faster, less costly, and at the end of the day, you'd have an increase in the output. Wouldn't that be ideal? All I want my team to do is think about when those opportunities arise, do they feel empowered to take a chance to try, to test, and yes, sometimes to fail. But that's okay, because at the end of the day, the only way to truly innovate and continuously improve is when you're willing to take that chance and fail. I'm of the belief that everything can always be made or done better. And as long as you enter into your daily lives and your work environment with that attitude, then you'll always be looking for those little ways to make things simpler, faster, more efficient, always focused on happier customers and better outcomes for you, your business, and everyone around you. So at the beginning of this episode, I promised you something. And that was that as I proceed forward with this podcast, that there would be those couple of nuggets that you could take away and action in your daily life. So let's just recap the three things I talked about today. The first one, if you know something about someone, then use it. Think about how you can change the way in which you interact with people, with digital channels, with your customers. If you know something, how can you take advantage of that and put it to work for you and the other person? The second thing, say it so simply that your grandparents could understand it. Try and find all of those acronyms, terms, and words that you use in your daily life and think about it from the perspective of the other side. Do they really understand what you're saying to them, whether it's a coworker or a customer or a family member? And are there different ways that you could express that in a much simpler way that gets everybody moving faster without having to sit there thinking, what are they trying to tell me? And the third rule, you know that one, you're allowed to break anything but the law as long as you don't intentionally hurt anyone along the way. Take the time to think about any of the processes, procedures, routines in your life, in your work, in your job, that can be done a little bit differently. And think about it from the perspective of, is there an efficiency to be gained? Is there a faster, cheaper, better way? But remember, the key to this one is not hurting anybody along the way. So if you go into fixing or changing one of these things, knowing that there will be a detrimental outcome, you might want to rethink it. Because the whole point is that at the end of the day, everybody wins. And that is the key with point number three. So I hope you had an opportunity to listen, to enjoy, and maybe to learn one or two things that you can take away and try and implement in your lives after listening to this podcast. I've got a great list of topics coming up, and I hope that you will choose to subscribe and listen in. And so for the first episode, as we sign off, thank you. And have a great day.